0: This is the Hidden Wire podcast, episode nine hundred and forty-five. My interview with Rob Clark, and we're discussing resilience. I hope you enjoy. Welcome, Rob, to the Hidden Wire podcast. How are you? I'm doing fantastically. Again, thanks for having me on. Really appreciate it. It's an absolute pleasure. I think we've we've attempted this a couple of times, and I apologize. I missed one. I think you know there was a couple of hiccups along the way there, wasn't there? Was that you? Sure it was. Yeah,
1: absolutely. But this is what resilience is all about,
0: right? We we keep trying <laughs> yeah. and
1: trying. And we got it right, and that's the bottom line.
0: Well, the, the topic of the day is resilience, mate. You've got a new book coming out, "Everyday Resilience for Everyday Heroes." Uh, fantastic book. Um, what what can you tell us about your backstory before we delve into to resilience and the contents there?
1: Sure, thanks. So I am a uh, career long sales guy. Uh, you know, twenty five years sales experience. Um, what, you know, what field? Well, so it's funny, I started off just as a, uh, a bag carrying office supply salesman going door to door and uh, selling to the government, selling to businesses, and that was a real baptism by fire sales training. You know, no, no prospects, just going out and cold calling and making it happen. Mm. And then I've come, I've come up through the uh, internet advertising uh, ranks, so worked for a good uh, part of my career uh, at DoubleClick which was a large internet advertising company out of New York, and now I'm more in the uh, government services area. So, I live right outside of Washington, D.C., so I'm down on Capitol Hill an awful lot uh, doing my thing, but the basic uh, tenants are still the same. I'm still going out, talking to prospects, and uh, trying to make this world a better place.
0: Love it, man. Love it. Lots of sales experience. I'm a sales professional as well, so... I uh, could always relate and, and love the the skill and the joy of the sale process, too. I think everyone should do it. For sure. So you know better than anyone how uh, important some resilience is in the sales process. 100%, 100%. So it's um, it's a big part of it, isn't it? So where do we start with resilience? What What is your definition of resilience or what is resilience?
1: Sure. So to me, you know, the simple definition is bouncing back after something, quote unquote, bad has happened, right? And how long it takes you to do that. But I look yeah. at resiliency with, you know, four four big tenants. So, you know, I have, you know, adversity, right? Because you're not going to be resilient without facing adversity. By its very nature, you have to bounce back from something. That something is adversity. Mm-hmm. And then passion. You know, you have to have effort to overcome that situation. Yeah. Uh, too often, and, and you've seen this, I'm sure,ly on the sales side, you know, you feel like a victim. Something doesn't go your way in the sales cycle. Something doesn't go your way in your professional life. And you feel sort of like this this victim, like, oh, woe is me. Perhaps I'm cursed. You know, I can't get over it. And the first step towards getting over that adversity is really that passion. And when mm. I talk about passion, it's not like, oh, you know, follow your passion. It's effort. It takes something. It's on you. You have to be accountable. You have to take that first step and you have to put forth that effort because no one's going to dig you out of that hole, uh, you know, other than you. You have to take that first shovel and start getting out of that
0: hole. Yeah, spot on. Yeah. The, um, the adversity, a big part of it. So, I mean, I remember someone mentioning once about resilience. It's like being a sponge. You sort of can, you know, soak it all up, but then you can spring back, um, you know, through that adversity, whatever it might be. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's not allowing you to, to, to
1: get down. So, you have, you know, you have to have that passion. You have to have that effort. And that really leads to perspective. Right. So once you start leaning into that adversity and exhibiting that effort, suddenly your perspective changes and you realize, wait a minute, other people might be going through this same thing. I'm not the only one. Right. I'm not you know, the world is not against me. The world is supporting me. And, and once that slight change in perspective happens. And as you say, once once you start after you've you know been crushed and you're that sponge and you start bouncing back, you realize, OK, wait a minute, I can do this. I can get through this. And that perspective really leads to appreciation. Right. And I say, I say that you know, no one can do it for you, Lee. And, and, and I certainly believe that. But you also are not in it alone. That appreciation is your inner circle. It's your family, friends, the people that care about you, the people that want to support you. And once you start realizing that those people appreciate you and you can't do it without them, Then you start paying it forward and helping other people out and bringing them along. So that final leg in the journey, right, again, you've got adversity, passion, perspective. That appreciation is the most powerful of all because then it makes it even easier to come back again and again. And you're helping other people come back. And then you're making, you know, you're making your corner of the world just a little bit better. And that's the name of the game with
0: resilience. Yeah. Is is resilience much like grit, do you think? Or is it resilience part of grit? Yeah, It's part of it. I think it's a subset, right? Because people
1: will tell you, you know, grit has gotten a lot of, of press and I think for good reasons. I mean, I, I do firmly believe in it. I think it's a big part of it, but it's not just about grit because too often people will say, okay, well, I just got to be tough. I got to power through this. I got to show some grit and I got to break through these walls. And oftentimes that is necessary to do, but sometimes you're breaking down the wrong walls. Right. I mean, you're going forward, you're showing grit. And sometimes it takes a heck of a lot more courage to step back from a situation and go around the wall or just get off that path entirely. So -hmm. resilience is also, you know, part of that process on that passion and that effort is self-awareness and it's understanding. You know, one of the uh, most popular blog posts I ever wrote, Lee, was called Sometimes You Just Have to Walk Away. And that was kind of surprising to me. But sometimes it takes more courage to walk away from a situation and to realize, wait a minute, this is not the path that I'm on. This isn't where I want to go, right? So sometimes grit, while I honestly do believe in it and I think it's a it, it's a big part of resilience, sometimes it can hamper you because you're mm-hmm. showing too much grit and you're not picking your head up and, and and gaining that perspective.
0: Yeah, yeah, I 100% agree. I think sometimes it's it's uh you know we, we we pursue it for so long some things in life that just uh you know we never wake up to the the fact that perhaps we we don't need to be pursuing it and um certainly it's a hard decision to to stop isn't it but it's it's one of those things oh. that are empowering when you do
1: No it, it it can be crushing in the moment right especially if you're an upbeat positive person and you're you know the, you know failure is not an option and then all of a sudden you run into an obstacle and you can't get through it and you're like wait a minute if failure is not an option and I'm failing, what are my next steps? Right. Yeah, yeah. And, and so you have to pull the camera back a little bit in those situations.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's okay to stop. It's actually, right. uh, it's kind you of give yourself, but Yeah. I yeah, think it's, it's a hard line, isn't it? Because you, you can get to that obstacle and you can go, ah, you know, it's too hard. And then you almost think that because it's too hard, that's why you're giving up rather than saying, actually, it's too hard, but it's not, it's impossible to overcome, but this has actually opened my eyes to perhaps this isn't the path for me. Right. And how, you know, I've, how do you explore that 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 opportunity there?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, that's the that's the whole thing, because you don't want to stop too soon. Right. Because, uh, you know, the Zig Ziglar thing, like, you know, you might just be, you know, one step away from realizing your dream. You can't walk away now. Right. And and, and I do firmly believe in that. Um, so you have to at least break through that first initial wall. Right. You have to show some grit in the process because if you if you stop and you walk away from every single obstacle you know you're not going to get that hardened shell you're not going to have that experience you're going to have a, a at best mediocre life so there is some level of breaking through and then you have to realize if you're constantly banging your head against the wall and you're on that you know what is that Stephen Covey if your ladder you know if you climb the top of the ladder and you find it's leaning against the wrong wall right that's a that's a hard thing to realize yeah but you you don't want to be that you know that fish climbing the tree, right? And there might be a whole better path for you, mm-hmm. you know, that you, then you can take in another direction and a whole rebirth. No matter how late it is in life, you know, it's never too it's never too late to just say, okay, pause, pivot, pivot away from what I'm doing, and realize a whole new life, you know, somewhere else down the path. So to answer your question succinctly. There is a, uh, it, it, it's more science than, uh, it's more art than science, yeah. right? But at the very least, Lee, you have to break through that initial um, that initial barrier. Because if you spend your whole life completely avoiding it, again, you're not going to have a lot of fulfillment.
0: Yeah, yeah. So with um, the book that you've written here, Everyday Resilience for Everyday Heroes, who is it written for? So it's written for, you
1: know, certainly salespeople. Athletes, students, right? I say everyday heroes because people talk about resilience. You know, oftentimes when they talk about it, they talk about it in the superlative, right? So the um, this the skinny uh, boy growing up who uh, you know grew up to be a Super Bowl winning quarterback, mm-hmm. right? The um, you know the, the 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 blind man who overcame these incredible odds and ended up climbing Mount Everest, right? Those are all very inspirational and and, and incredible right? But resilience happens on an everyday, it happens on a spectrum, you know, on an everyday basis. So, you know, it's just about anyone who has had to overcome some kind of obstacle on the spectrum, whether that's a loss of a job, the loss of a loved one,
0: um, yeah. a stagnation in a relationship, you know, so it's really, rid- it's really- Whatever for the, the adversity might be, I guess we're all facing, uh, you know, adversity every day in-, in- small ways and perhaps major ways as well um so really resilience is for everyone but why why is it such an important thing like why is it why should we think about resilience more and and find you know methods or practices to help be become more resilient
1: sure so to me it's all about you know reaching your maximum potential Mm -hmm. right and that that may sound like kind of um you know sort of out there but you think about maximum potential think about how many different things you've had to overcome. And then think about all of the people that can't overcome that initial obstacle. And they say, you know what? Fine. I'm just going to sit here and be mediocre in sales or just go find another job or, you know, um, I- I'm going to stay in this relationship, but it's not going to be passionate or I'm going to get out of this relationship. But I'm never going to find anyone. Right. So, you know, those initial, um, it, you know, when you face that initial adversity, a little piece of you dies every time you know, you're not able to overcome that. Right. And, 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 and it just eventually leads to, to mediocrity. And, and that's not what you want. I mean, every I do believe, you know, that whole saying we talked about the fish climbing the tree, but everyone is a genius. But if you tell a fish to climb a tree, you know, it's going to think, well, it's not very successful. Like everyone has their area to excel in. Yeah. You're not going to find that area without resilience. You're just not going to be able to do it because you're going to you're going to give up the first time Then it's going to get easier. And then you're going to go down this path. And the the secret, the dirty secret is you can actually live your whole life that way. Like no one's going to tell you, wait a minute. Now you have to be resilient and you can have an, an OK life, but you're not going to reach your potential. Yeah. And, and and my goal and my mission and my my passion is to help people see that, to see that they can overcome that, that they have those skills. That maybe they just aren't on the right path and they need to pivot, right? All of those things are mission critical. And just if it happens on a local level, you know, again, you've made that corner of the world just a little bit better. And that's the name of the game.
0: Yeah. Do you think if we're not having, you know, much adversity in life, then perhaps we're not really trying our maximum or any thoughts on that?
1: Yeah. You know, I, I've written about this, Lee. It's an mm. interesting one because some people, you know, and it's okay. Some people are uh, are blessed. Right. And they don't go through adversity. You know, they yeah. don't have they don't have those times. And, and that's OK. I mean, you can live your life without that. Mm. And that and, and that's that's just fine. But I think if you have if you face adversity, you know, it, it, that's the exception is not facing adversity. If you face adversity head on and you're able to overcome it each time you get stronger, it's like mm. a muscle. And you finally realize your, you know, your potential. And then it gets easier to overcome, you know, and, and you become who you were meant to be. And I think no one wants to go through it. Like, I don't wish adversity and tough times on my children. But I know that each time they go through that, maybe they've been benched in a sport or they have a falling out with one of their friends, you know, or the teacher doesn't understand and they fail a test. It's really hard as the parent um, to say, oh, gosh, that was a really good thing in the moment. But you know, you know, as we get older, we take a longer term view and, you know, that experience, if you put it in a positive light, will make them stronger, will make them become better people, will eventually allow them to reach their potential.
0: Mm, Yeah. Do you you think with the adversity that we face, do you think there's like types of adversity like healthy and unhealthy?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, look, sometimes we can bring on that adversity, right? If we're taking unnecessary risks with our lives, Mm. right? Or, um, you know, we're not applying ourselves at, at work or we're engaging in slightly illegal activities, you know, to try to get ahead. Well, yeah. then you're going to get arrested. Right. Yeah, you're yeah, going yeah. to be out on the streets. That, that's all adversity. And that's 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 kind of um, self-inflicted in adversity. Again, yeah. that's a whole other level. You still have to overcome that. But, um, you know, no adversity is 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 fun, certainly. But adversity that's been thrust upon you where you have an opportunity to say or you could say, gosh, you know, this is so unfair. I didn't do anything to deserve this. And then you still overcome it anyway, rather than feeling like a victim. That's really good adversity. Right. Because you had an opportunity to go the other way and just curl into a ball. But now you've, you've chosen not to. You've made a choice to overcome that you know, and to go in another direction to not feel like a victim. OK, well, then the next time that happens to you, you're going to be a lot better off.
0: That's for sure. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. The um, yeah, the whole idea of facing adversity and overcoming that adversity and the, the growth that you experience from that is is absolutely empowering, empowering. And that gives you more confidence um, and more courage to, to keep powering forward.
1: Yeah, um, exactly. But, right. but
0: you're right. Some of that adversity that we face. I mean, I think sometimes it's self-inflicted adversity that perhaps isn't very um, good for us, but it's about being aware, isn't it? I mean, you mentioned that earlier on um, that having yeah. that awareness piece. What what practices do you recommend for people to bring more awareness so they can understand their adversity better and and therefore practice more resilience? Sure, I, I think it's a it's it's so easy to go through life, just you know
1: again if you're in sales trying to get the next sale, you know trying to um, you know put one foot in front of the other, and it does take some tactical execution. But I think the most important thing you can do to your question is to step back. And whether that's, you know, it's whatever practice you like, whether that's, you know, yoga and you know meditating, whether it's uh, taking a pause and just and just thinking. I think the more you can take that broader perspective, what are my true goals? Where where am I going with my life? What is most important to me? Who is most important to me? If you can ask those questions on a daily basis, you're going to be a lot better off because then you won't, quote unquote, get lost in the weeds. That's yeah. where you can make difficult decisions. And that's where you can really face that stagnation, where all of a sudden you're that, you know, you're that boiled frog in the water saying, wait, how did this water get so hot? It, it wasn't so bad before. It's 10 years later, I'm still in my dead end job and I don't have fulfillment in my life. But if mm. you take, if you, if you make a conscious effort, to step back and ask yourself those questions about what is most meaningful to you, who is most meaningful to you, that's going to go a long way. That sounds like it's, it's so simple and it is simple, but it's also hard to do. It's hard to pull ourselves out of the day to day. But if you carve out some time to think about that, that's the third leg of, of resilience. That's that perspective. Perspective is so importantly; It'll really lead you to some beautiful places.
0: So when we're up against the adversity, we ask ourselves, you know, why, I mean, do we ask ourselves what what we're doing and, and why it's important and really try and connect with that, that deeper motivation, that passion that you sort of mentioned before?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's it's making that effort. So it's happening to you. Okay. You can't ignore it. You can't walk, you know, you can't necessarily walk away from that first bit of it. Okay. So what are you going to do? Then you have to step back, have that perspective. All right. Well, what's really driving this? What is most important? And then take that step to overcoming it, right? So if it's something so simple like um, you know I failed a test, right? That's a simple, simple thing, you know. But it's hard. Where you can say, well, it's the teacher's fault. The teacher never got through to me, right? Never didn't teach me in the right way. Didn't come and meet me where I needed to be. You know, this is this is ridiculous. So I'm just going to keep on failing because the teacher's not coming here. Mm. Or you can say, wait a minute, no, I'm not a victim in this. I failed. I've got to take some responsibility. Okay, I'm going to now approach the teacher and I'm going to go, you know, a simple example after class for five minutes. Right. Or I'm going to come before class for five minutes. I'm going to make that effort, that passion. And then soon you see that perspective. You're like, wait a minute. Okay, now I'm getting this. This is really good perspective. The teacher is actually on my side in this. The universe is not conspiring against me. Now I have appreciation for the situation where I was working with me. Yeah, yeah, it's working with me. And I appreciate the teacher and I appreciate how far I've come as a result. Now I know that if I'm in that situation again, I just have to make that effort and go forward and not feel like a victim. Again, Mm. simple example, but it's it's important. And again, you mentioned it with that. It's with that effort, that passion. That's the first step.
0: Yeah, and I know you, you, you sort of talk about, you know, resilience, it's not really rocket science, it's not that hard, but at the same time, implementing it and and facing it is sometimes challenging as well. What What are the most sort of common mistakes, I suppose, that you see with people that face adversity and having resilience?
1: Sure. So again, the first thing is to seek out, and I found this on the sales job, when you're facing adversity, you suddenly seek out other people that are facing adversity, that maybe you can uh, you can find out. Well, now share your complaints, right? Share why the
0: universe is conspiring against you. Okay.
1: Share why things aren't going away. So you try
0: and you try and find um, stories or people that can help you back up the, the perspective that you're holding.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can justify anything, Lee. Right? I mean, if you're in a, you can say, okay, well, gosh, you know, management is not putting this company in the right direction. Or my customers just don't understand this or the technology isn't as strong. And so you find other salespeople, again, just to use a sales example, mm. they're like, yeah, I feel, I feel the same way. And then all of a sudden you've got this group of people that are like, yeah, this is why we're not successful. And what are you really justifying? Right? You're yeah. justifying, you're going, you're spinning down, you know, the, uh, the tube on that and you'll all go down together. Yeah. it's like that. It's like that crab mentality. You know, when you're boiling up a pot of crabs. I'm from Maryland, so crabs are a big thing here. Uh-huh. You pull up that pot, You know, one crab tries to escape the pot, and the other ones pull them back down. They're like, "No, we're not letting anyone get out there. That's where the goods. You're coming down here to the bottom of the barrel with us." That's the biggest mistake people make. So when you when you see someone else having success, and your first inclination is, "Oh, he's probably..." He's probably cheating. She's probably taking a shortcut. She's probably not happy with it, you know. Um, and you find other people to tear that person down, you know, and then complain about what is going on. You're going down. You're going down the drain, and you don't realize it because you feel good, right? It makes you feel good that other people are having the same issues and that no one's having success, but everyone's going to the same place. You got to find a way to rise above that, and that's the number one, um, I think, issue people have you know and you touched on it it's like okay well that's that's so simple you know but as as i say all the time it's simple but it's not easy it requires a shift in mindset
0: yeah yeah I'm always backing up that story the um so the the i guess we do the opposite then the the idea out of that is rather than trying to seek out why we're right in our perspectives is actually trying to figure out you know search for for learnings and um and ways to overcome the obstacle rather than just agreeing that this obstacle is there and there's nothing to do about it.
1: Yeah. And, you know, sometimes it comes from within, right? I mean, a lot of times you have to look at yourself first. Sometimes it's not our fault, right? We get put in a situation we're facing adversity that was just thrust upon us and that's okay. But the first place you have to look is internally. Is there more I could be doing? Is there a different way to approach this? Can I change my perspective? Can I find, you know, again, on the appreciation, can I find a mentor who will help me with this? Can I find someone positive, who might have a different viewpoint than 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 I do right now because I'm feeling a little negative because things aren't going my way. you know, that's that's really important. Surround yourself by those people and seek them out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So That's a good common mistake. Is there anything else that you come across often?
1: You know, I I think with uh, with adversity, there's also um, a, a tendency to go into the shell for too long. And I, I talk a lot about this. And so I don't want to say like, you know, for instance, I was saying adversity is on a, a spectrum. Like if you lose a loved one, say, I mean, that's yeah. really hard. You know, mm. I'm not saying, hey, let's keep a positive attitude. This is really great. Let's bounce back. Like That's really hard and difficult yeah. stuff. And so you you have to go into that shell. That's the that's the human human nature. But I think the mistake is staying in that shell for too long. Right. So once you get your legs under you, once you kind of understand that appreciation and that perspective and you're ready to face the world is not staying there too long, right? Because you can, you can spend a lifetime there, you know, and I'm not just talking about grief. I'm talking about big mistakes that you may have made. You can spend a lifetime not forgiving yourself. And that, that just leads to, you know, poor communication, bad relationships and it all feeds on itself. So I'd say another big mistake is staying in that shell for too long, and not coming back up, up for breath, and realizing that the world's not such a bad place. People do want you to succeed.
0: Yeah, it's like when you're you're trying to build up a new habit, and you you know, let's just say you're starting to jog or something, and you you, you skip a day. Skipping a day is not a big problem, but when you skip two, three, four days, yeah, that's when it becomes challenging and stay in that shell, isn't it? So yeah. Oh, no, that's
1: ex- that's exactly right. If you it, and then it becomes a habit the other way—a habit to stay yeah. in the shell
0: or the habit yeah. not to run. Yeah. And,
1: uh, you know, you've embraced the something. Thing. You I don't... mean,
0: if you if you overcome that obstacle, you know, you, you'll you'll find the next one a little bit easier and you'll find it more and more easy to to step back up again when you do get knocked down.
1: Yeah. Which is what sales teaches you, doesn't it, really? Yeah. No, that you're absolutely right. Yeah, I have a, a story I talk about in the book about my daughter. It's called Embracing the Monster. And so when she was seven years old, we went to the beach and these little waves were coming up. And they were coming up on the shore and she just couldn't get beyond them. Like they were just menacing. And each wave that came just looked more terrifying in her mind. Like as an adult perspective, you know, from my perspective, it's like, come on, let's just get through. I was trying to be a good dad and get her through. But every time she ignored it, it got harder and harder. And finally, I had to essentially push her through the wave. And then she realized there was a great, big, beautiful world on the other side. Mm. But. Those monsters in the closet, those things that we ignore, the longer we ignore them, the longer we step back from them, the the scarier they get. You know, that's the name of the game.
0: Love it, mate. Well, one last bit of advice could you give on on resilience? What's the, the key takeaway for someone listening today?
1: Yep. I think I think the key takeaway is despite the circumstances. Look outwardly. You know, don't don't say, OK, well, this is being done to me and um, and and I'm suffering because of someone else. And I've been put in this situation. So therefore, I'm not going to fight back. You're playing into your game when you do that. You know, you've got to realize however you got in that situation, whether it was your quote unquote fault or not, it's up to you to get yourself out of that and mm-hmm. find people that will help you get out of that situation rather than, um make you feel okay that you're in a tough situation and comfortable in that
0: mediocrity. Yeah, love it. All right, Tom, how can how can people reach out to you? What's the uh, the website? Sure thanks. So it's uh,
1: www.resilientworker.net. That'll take you to my website where you'll see the Everyday Resilience for Everyday Heroes book. You can purchase that there, but then you can also sign up for my blog. So every Monday morning, The Resilient Worker comes to your inbox, no spam, no advertising, just about 700 words of inspiration every Monday morning. So you can sign up there. You can get a copy of my book uh, right there. And uh, I'd be thrilled to have you. We always welcome new readers and new subscribers.
0: That's awesome, man. I'll stick the links in the show notes, guys, for... uh... Resilient Worker and also the books as well. So, Rob, um, thanks for coming on, mate. I'm so glad we could make it happen. Hey, right. We stayed resilient, Lee.
1: Thanks so much for having having me. Love the big question of your, your, your hidden why and everything that you're doing. So
0: thanks for making the world a better place. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. I hope you love what you're hearing. If you like this episode, guys, or any of the episodes that you're listening to here at the Hidden Why please do me a favor by sharing it. You can share it with your families. You can share it with your loved ones. You can do that by using your favorite social media channels, using the icons on the platform that you're listening to, The Hidden Why podcast. Also, guys, if you're a fan of the show, please connect with me. Connect with me at thehiddenwhy.com. I love to hear from you. I love to converse with the people that listen to this show to find out what they enjoy, what they don't enjoy, and perhaps if they have any questions or feedback for the show as well. You can stay up to date with all that I'm releasing here, guys. I do a solo show every Monday, a three-minute thought every Thursday. I do two interviews a week on a Wednesday and a Saturday, and a book review every Friday. You can stay up to date with all that by subscribing to my newsletter at thehiddenwhy.com. Just enter your email address there. And also subscribing to the podcast on the platform that you choose to listen to your podcast. You can also support the show, guys, by using the Amazon links at thehiddenwhy.com. So if you like books, you can get all the books that I review there. Um, and anything else really that you like to purchase through Amazon. So use that link, it helps support the show. And we've also got a deal with Audible, guys. Audible is a fantastic way to listen to all your favorite books. We've got to deal with them so you can get two free books when you subscribe or yeah, subscribe to a 30 day free trial. So check that out again at thehiddenwire.com. guys. that's it from me, you know what to do. Go out there, breathe more passion into every single moment. Do everything with greater purpose. And in doing so, you will discover your hidden why. This is The Hidden Why. My name is Lee Manuzzi. Until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. See you soon.